welcome to Sojourn of Light. This podcast is truly a virtual sanctuary that transcends space and time in order to find that balance between what's cosmic and what's earthbound. And here we're talking about topics from entrepreneurism to creativity, spirituality to community building, all in the name of our sovereignty. Here, this is truly a space where you are welcome exactly as you are. Bring your questions, your comments over to me on YouTube, and always subscribe so that you get the updates when I drop new episodes, which I'll be planning to do every Friday with these Venusian energies and invite you to continue to share your stories in the way that you are. If you're ready, let's journey. And inhale and exhale and inhale and exhale. Let that shit go. So I have come once again to my favorite time of my week when I get to sit with you and we get to dance together across these airwaves and gather in circle in our comfy cozy space and dissect life and this particular season dissecting relationships and so as we get started with today's topic which is all going to be focused on nerds, blurds, my fellow wizards, and philosophers, deep thinkers, hierophants, whatever you go by, this episode is for you. So um, in a little different form than I normally do it, I'm going to pause here at the beginning, feel free Um, to just kind of let this play and let me fade into your background Um, if you just want to go straight to the content. um, I'm going to be sharing a few exciting announcements uh, that are coming up here as we move into the spring season, which, you know, rightfully so. It's a time of new life and new beginnings and birth and blossoming and all these things. And to say the least, we have had a very weird trying winter for most of the world, not just here in the global south, but really all around. So I want to also just kind of bring some things back to our awareness as we come out of our hibernation stage. I'm going to be tipping my hat today to uh, my fellow caterpillars that have been enjoying being in the cocoon and exploring and and just really enjoying your own company, um, kind of building that bridge from last week's conversation where we were talking about relationship with the self. Today, I'm going to peel back that onion, just another little layer there, just to sprout up a little bit of tears, hopefully tears of joy, um, as we appreciate all the gifts that come with being a nerd. So before we get into that, Uh, Go grab your water, notebooks, whatever you might need. 
And also um, make a note of a few dope things happening. So without further ado, announcement time. All right, so first big announcement, I wanna give a shout out and uh, gratitude to Voyage Raleigh, uh, who is featuring an interview with yours truly. Um, Just kind of sharing a little bit about my story and how to find my work and how my work has evolved over time. They have a really beautiful platform that features creatives, artists, organizers, community leaders, hoteliers of all kinds and um, I really appreciate them taking some time to share my story so by the time this comes out it will be in the process of hitting the press but um, feel free to check out the show notes next week Um, so for the episode that drops on the 17th um, check out the show notes and I should have a link for you in there if you're interested check that out as always, you can join the mailing list, uh, announcement number two, uh, that you can join the mailing list on any of my sites. Feel free to check out the link tree, which is linked down below in the show notes. But you can also check me out at cortinajanelle.com. And as you know, I'm usually parked and doing some community work over at houseofsoleil.org or theadeproject.org, as well as oshana.org, our newest member slash mama beer to the family. So definitely bookmark what's happening in the different realms of the work and it all really serves the greater good and the greater purpose um, to restore our people to greatness, y'all. That's what it's all about. Uh, Announcement number three, if you have an upcoming festival event um, happening, cultural gathering of any kind that's related to Black Indigenous culture or you specifically want to connect with Black artists um, and content creators for your event, feel free to drop me an email, drop me a line at create at createatcortinajanelle.com. Actually building out our Rolodex and list of some community happenings. It's something that I used to do back in the day um, when we were in the early days of the Ade project work. I regularly kept up with the very robust Google Calendar, I might say, and that became a whole lot um, because then people started coming to things and doing things and, you know, it it needed to get passed on, which it has. (laughs) But now here I am uh, kind of researching what we can do and what's possible. And so right now, just kind of looking at annual events and annual happenings, Um, That way we can kind of really build up this creative economy and support um, those with like mind, like spirit and like movement. So definitely drop that information to me via email. If that's too much to remember, you can go to any of the websites that I mentioned earlier and find that contact page and get it to me that way as well. And last but not least, we are hiring in the family of things that happen. If you are somebody who enjoys working from home, working remotely, independently, but also being a part of a team um, that does some really cool shit around the world, then I would love to hear from you. Feel free to go to cortinajanelle.com and click on the join the team link uh, as you sort of hover over the menu and you'll be able to fill out an application slash Uh, introduction form and that'll come over to me and some trusted 
um, guides and advisors, and we will be setting up callbacks as things become available that feel like a match. Um, and so as much as we can, we will keep that updated. And at some point in the near future, as our team grows, we will also be expanding that um, to be job boards for the kind of work that we're always scouring the internet for, but can never really seem to find. So that's coming down the pipeline. Um, and then last and final announcement is just about any sort of courses, um, and really, um, consultations, courses, and coaching for this year. So for both Ade Project and House of Soleil, any courses, coaching um, sort of work is at this point closed. What could be taken on has been, and a lot of our work this year is going to be focused on leading from the back and being service providers, doing design, content creation work, um, and just leading in other ways. And so as that transformation is happening, we have taken on some smaller projects and some private coaching with some um, groups, which feels really great. And that also means we can kind of use this time as a case study and come back next year um, with hopefully um, a new and improved process and program um, that will allow it to be more replicable and digestible for people. So all that's exciting and good stuff. And yeah, if you're still here, much love to you. And if you've skipped over all the other talking time before this, much love to you. Um, may it travel to those who need to hear it when they do. So without further ado, let's get into today's topic, talking about how we fall in love with our inner Urkel. All right, y'all. So I had no idea that this was what I was going to be talking about for this week. But as you know, it's very much a flow. Um, and this is something that I've wanted to touch on, but not necessarily have all the words, right? Of like this aspect of ourselves that a lot of or myself, I should say, that a lot of us have spent time trying to tuck away and hide because societally it's never been cool to be the brainiac. Like, actually, that was like putting a target on your back, right? And I don't know what came first, like the chicken or egg type shit, as far as like, did the bullying happen for the nerdy people in media first, or did it happen in real life and they put it in the movies and the shows? I don't know which came first, but I just know that it feels like we might have been duped and told that the people that were the smartest in class and who also, hint, hint, happened to win, most likely to succeed, actually aren't the uncool kids at all. Those are the people that you're going to be end up, that you're going to end up calling when you have a moment and you need to phone a friend. Like, it's interesting because there is this sort of shift, at least that seems to be happening in the millennial generation. But I also feel like it's happening on a collective level because with all of the advancements of technology and we really sort of understand the capacities of the human mind and my goodness, the amount of people that are meditating and finding their own way when it comes to 
healing and wellness and well-being I mean that has to be like the most underrated under under told story of our current time um, is the amount of people that actually are getting well and changing their lives and livelihoods and lineages because there are more conscious decisions being made about what we believe and what we subscribe to and sorry to go deep there for a moment because I know Urkel is cute and Urkel is fun um but at the end of the day you know we gotta zoom this thing out and and in we gotta look individually and collectively in order to understand it on a multi-dimensional level which is what we are you know we inherently as physical beings are a complex system set of systems that are cooperating in order to continue life to continue being and continue existing and so it is with our life um how we show up in our assumptions of others and ourselves and also how that reflects back out to us in what kind of relationships and connections we find ourselves in so very much an important topic and also kind of a funny one because I'm not gonna lie I would cringe at some of the things that Urkel did which for those of you listening and you're like who is Urkel never heard of this person Urkel is a character from American um sitcoms in the 90s uh he was one of the main characters or personalities in Family Matters and was played by the actor Jaleel White (laughs) And poor Jaleel White, I, I swear sometimes a character and a role just sort of brands you because he probably couldn't get a serious role to save his life after that. I don't think I've seen Jaleel White in nothing else but as Urkel in Family Matters because the branding for the nerd was just that strong. I mean, Homeboy had on um, pocket protector, thick frame glasses button-up collared shirt, a bow tie, um, some suspenders, a belt, some high socks, high waters a little bit tickling the ankle, top of the, you know, just below the shin. And what else? A little natural mini fro, you know? Like, they did it. They had the whole shebang. And, you know, now... It's interesting because I feel like Urkel would be cool. Like, Urkel would be the one going out trying to solve mysteries and shit. Or, like, solving the world's problems. And (laughs) back in the day, though, it was the most unpopular, like, kind of, like, because it was so cringeworthy, it made it popular. You know what I mean? Like, it made it funny. And, you know, it's interesting because... I'm bringing this up at a time when there's been so much happening, of course, on a planetary level. Um, And at one point, if if you're a longtime listener, you know that there have been times on the podcast and also on my YouTube channel where I've talked about what some of the planetary positions mean and those energies mean and, you know, kind of taking a pause from that right now to allow people some time to do self-study but also because 
I've been going through it too, like on a very individual human level, for me at least, because of how my chart is set up, I haven't had the capacity to hold more space for others during these astrological transitions over the past few months beyond myself. And that honestly has been one of the hardest things and one of the testaments to what's required of evolution, right? Because sometimes you can't necessarily um, hold the door for other people if you still need to build up your muscle to be able to withstand that the weight of that door that you're trying to hold open, you know, if that metaphor makes sense. And if you know, you know. But bring it, bringing it back around full circle, what's interesting about the recognition of who one is, you can kind of reflect and go back for that inner child that might have been wounded by being called the nerd or the brainiac or you know, you felt ousted because you weren't the one playing sports or maybe you didn't even have any artistic prowess and you were just the one who was real good at math or who really loved school or who actually did their homework or who cared about their grades, like whatever it was. Like surely at some point you might have experienced some shaming or some guilt or some bullying about the fact that you desired excellence for yourself. And I bet you bottom dollar, you're the one out here changing in phone booths and shit, becoming Superman and shit, and and just quietly living your life. Now, maybe that's not the case for everybody, but I don't know. That's what I kind of imagine is that having gone through adversity and difficulty, not being accepted by other people for something that you can't actually change I don't know but as someone who's been queer for a long time and vocal about it for at least the past 10-15 years that I know of it's been interesting to see how we all have something that makes us not quite fit And part of me doing this season on relationships and having these conversations about these sort of intersectionality of all these different connection points in our lives is because hopefully it allows us to remember that we're more alike than we are different. And at the end of the day, the thing that we think makes us so unacceptable is actually the thing that is a lot of times the norm, at least from what I've understood, what I've witnessed in my sort of personal experience and my line of work, that's all I can speak to. But it sure seems funny as hell to me how the things that we end up talking about later on as an adult that really hurt us, that made us feel ousted and made us feel small um, or unsafe or unlovable or unworthy are often the things that other people around us are also going through just whatever their prescribed pain is, wherever their pain point is, wherever their Achilles heel is. But we all have something from what I gather. And what's interesting is it's like 
you know, playing trauma wars and trying to see whose trauma is worse than the others when really it's it's all relative. Now, if you were the kind of nerd that had a really supportive, positive experience and you got to go to 4-H and science fairs and shit, hats off to you because that just seems mad cool. Now, I was kind of a half-seat. Now, I'm not going to sit up here in front at all. I had a very interesting and somewhat, from what I could tell, I don't know how normal my public school experience was, but comparatively to some of the other public school experiences in the South, I feel very blessed, to say the least, um, because there was a lot of enrichment opportunities um, and a lot that was made available to me. Um, As someone that's in the rural South, like I don't, that's from the rural South, like I don't take that lightly. Like we had a lot of opportunity available to us. I was taking Spanish in the third grade and like took it consecutively up until I graduated high school and then continued on from there in college. And, you know, I'm fluent in Spanish and being able to speak Spanish has allowed me to travel all kinds of places across the world. But I really loved learning and my nerd ass was trying to take on extra credit courses from my teacher. And still to this day, my Spanish teacher is in my life and will be until she transitions as an ancestor. And, you know, her husband was also a teacher of mine. And that's one of the beautiful things and the beautiful gifts about being a nerd is like, we really develop some pretty cool relationships with adults that can tell we really give a damn and and give a damn alongside of us and really become advocates um, and ambassadors in our lives, you know? And I think because I invested so much of my energy and time in school as my way out of my situations and childhood and things like that was, I, I actually kind of used my nerdiness, so to speak, if that was my sport of choice, I was able to use that to help me, you know, evolve out of my situation. Um, And so at a very early age, I guess there's some part of me at least that knew, okay, this is my thing. Like being smart is my thing. I can do that. Um, And it's funny because I feel like I've been maybe... I wouldn't necessarily say even a closeted nerd for the past 10 to 15 years. But I think because, A, people don't often see me out in public without my face beat, like, at least some blush and and eyebrows, if not foundation. And part of that is because I consider it to be part of my outfit to beat my face, but also I live with PCOS and sometimes I don't want the extra long stares at my hyperpigmentation or a place where I have a scar from laser surgery or laser hair removal, you know, like I, it's just easier to wear makeup because I'm in a feminine body and I can do that, um, and live comfortably with a condition I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And also, you know, being a nerd, it's like, oh, but you you seem like you dress well or like, you know, you're stylish, quote unquote, or all these things that people project when they 
like see me physically and for me like I I still to this day don't quite understand it because for me it's like I'm just actually wearing clothes and putting things on that feel good to me to wear as an expression of who I am and an expression of my style and honestly like even in places where people use the excuse that there was nobody to dress up for like please believe I was put together every time I went somewhere publicly um and that was a trained thing for me as somebody who had some shame around my femininity especially as a nerd it's like okay but am I a tomboy am I asexual like why do I like learning and researching and working so much like it actually is fine for me to be alone for hours or days or um I almost said weeks at a time, but I don't think it's been like weeks and weeks and weeks. And obviously, you know, you see people at stores and things like that. I mean, we've all been isolated somewhat over the past few years, but I just mean in terms of like when I'm at home or when I'm in transition space, are there people around that I'm upholding a conversation with or sharing space with or needing to consider as I'm moving through, you know? And so that's... That's the thing. And so one of the gifts I would also say about being a nerd um, is that it makes you really introspective. There's a reflection that happens I think Um, from being someone who's a thinker you also I think naturally sort of challenge authority and don't just take things at face value which I think that that takes a lot of principle and integrity and sovereignty for someone to be pressed to find out their own answers and their own information their own truth so that definitely has been a really beautiful gift on my journey, being a nerd. And then I would say the last thing that feels like a really beautiful gift in understanding this relationship with my inner Urkel or my nerd self um, is that I get to meet other nerds and really have deep, meaningful connections with people Um And maybe not in ways that I would have imagined. Like, perfect case in point, I went to my first Comic-Con this year. And it was quite the experience. Um, It was a smaller one. It was, a you know, like a regional one so it wasn't like as big as we maybe like the national actually comic-con but I learned a little bit even about the nuance and that whole branding and that's another conversation for another day um but you know through a series of very synchronous events I not only ended up getting gifted a pass to go to this comic-con but got asked to speak on 
um, one of the panels that was happening at the Comic-Con um, on the spot. Basically, I was speaking the next day. And of course, I said yes, um, because of my own way. I'm in my year of yes and saying yes to as much as I can. Shout out to Shonda Rhimes. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring this aspect of myself and what didn't go there with any expectations just literally fell into my lap, had never considered it, had, of course, from, like I'm familiar with Comic-Cons and cosplay and fur fair and that whole, that whole nine, but something was just like, go to this. And I go and I realize like, yo, these are my people because these are people that love sci-fi and fantasy just as I do. These are people that recognize that these are all symbolic stories that represent the human potential. And honestly, at the end of the day, are stories about us, same as I do. These are people that enjoy having a good time, whose inner child are alive and well, who enjoy getting together with like-minded people, who value intimate, sacred community, who are like bursting at the seams with creativity and creative potential. Like these are my people, you know, and, but in my sort of like previous muggle life or like just even some of the ways that I was thinking about what sides of myself was okay and safe to show, like, why wouldn't I consider going to a place like that? You know, why wouldn't I have ever considered going to a Comic-Con before? Um, and yeah, there's probably a lot of reasons for that, but I think, At this point, I'm allowing myself the liberty to not have to choose. I can love makeup and love a skinny jean, you know, and to keep my hair cut and fresh while also literally being okay with living in the library permanently. Like, give me a library nook space any day with some books and some tea or some coffee and some music and a lot of natural light. And I promise you, you won't ever see me. <laughs> like, it's all I need. It's all I need. It's one of my simplest pleasures is the smell of a paperback book, the feeling of a library, the joy of an independent bookstore. Like, I love it all so much, so much, so much, which is how I know I am tried and true, y'all, a true nerd. Who would have thunk it? But we're out here and we come in all shapes and sizes and I am here for all of it and definitely want to give a shout out to the person who introduced me to the term and the lifestyle of blurred, which I had never heard of, but apparently black nerds or blurds, um, it's a whole, it's a whole vibe. So thank you for that, for planting that seed. You know who you are. Much love. I'll see y'all next time. You have been listening to Sojourn of Light, and my name is Cortina Janelle. It has been an honor and a privilege to have hosted and facilitated this time together here in the sanctuary once again. 
If you're so called, you can check out the description box for more details on any things that I might have discussed or that I might want to expand on and send you more links and resources about. And you're always welcome to make a one-time or reoccurring donation, tithe, or sponsorship, whichever journey suits your tea, at oshana.org backslash donate dash tithe. Or you can just visit oshana.org and look for that donate button somewhere at the top. All donations to House of Soleil and Ade Project through Oshana Church of Spiritual Activism are tax deductible as we are a 501c3 nonprofit faith community. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for your divine being. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>